Hey Brad, you're muted, I think. There you go. All right, so um, that was very weird. I have never seen that before. Um, I, I clicked the intro video to go live and um, it didn't show on our screen, which I'm not used to. I'm used to it showing on our screen as well. But I watched, I pulled up the YouTube and it actually did it on the YouTube, so. I watched there. it, that thing cracks okay. me up every time. <laughs> It is. It is very. I love John Madden. I love that. Uh, yeah. Clip. And uh, shout out to Don Mega for doing that for me. Um, it's really perfect. I love it. Um, first of all, um, as we all know, there was uh, something tragic happened today, and uh, we lost Mike Taglieri, um, better known as Tags. Um, obviously, he will be missed. And uh, I mean, not enough can be said about the type of person that he is um, you can see post after post and it's shown really in, in the donations that have, have been made throughout the fantasy football community. Um, I just, you know, I didn't know tags very well, but I've seen him in interactions and everything. And it just looks like a very genuine kind guy um, in, in our hearts go out to his family and everyone at fantasy pros and especially his wife. But um Yeah, man, I can't. It's it's weird. I saw that I was at work today, and I was just walking across the zoo, and I saw all the med, the undroppables chat blowing up, and I just I couldn't believe it. I knew how long like, he'd been fighting COVID for several weeks now, so I knew I knew it wasn't good. Uh, but man, that's just so sad. I checked the GoFundMe. I just did. It's eleven o'clock Eastern here um, on Saturday night, and it has two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not, like you want to show like that man was like such a cornerstone of this community his primer i'm sure like i read it every week um just to make sure i was making the right calls um and honestly i didn't notice how much of his content i consumed uh until it hasn't been here this year um i was talking to um dan awl uh saber matrix um and I was telling him, like, I feel like there's a not that much redraft content this year. Um, I felt like there wasn't, like, it was like a giant just vacuum. Um, and I think one big reason is because Tags hasn't been here for it. So he definitely will be missed. I That primer and just, you said it, he was just, like, the nicest guy. He really was. He always, I always saw him responding um, to anyone um, and just, always connecting with people in the community. So he definitely will be missed. Yeah. There, there really can't be enough said about tags and, uh, and what he's done for the community and, and the, the path that he has paved for, for others, just like myself and, and Brian. Um, and obviously his legacy will live on for, for a very long time in this community. Um, but for tonight, at least um, let's talk about what the unsung heroes is. Um, an unsung hero is, is one who does great deeds, but gets little to no recognition for them in football. That is the offensive line, the men in the trenches and the defensive line. Um, those are the unsung heroes for, for fantasy football, especially they get really, there's no really talk about what they provide for the game that we play inside of the game. Um, so that's what, that's what I aim to do a little bit here. Um, as we get to talk about matchups and and uh, as we get to play around with some data and, and how that really uh, 
correlates and speaks to what the offensive line says without just making it solely film-based. And um, that is partially why Brian is here today. Uh, Brian and I, um, it was very early in the year, if not um, – it was right after the season ended. Uh, we sat down, and um, I came to him with kind of an idea, and he helped me work this into what it is right now. And it's still a it's still a work in progress, but uh, we called it the pressure coefficient. Um, there is an article on the Indroppables website for that. Um, but what it is is basically it's a way for for Brian and I to uh, quantify how the O line is doing. Uh, by try, but trying to boil out uh, play calling schematics and quarterback play, uh, and just have it speak to the offensive line is very difficult to do. Um, I don't think it's a finished project. Um, I don't think Brian does either, but I think it's it's good enough right now to speak uh, at least a little bit to that offensive line play. Um, I know. I know Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that's going to need to go into it uh, to make it a finished product. But uh, I like it so far. It's been a fun ride. Um, and, and I can't thank Brian enough for helping with it, with that because the, the dumb online guy with data does not uh, it's not always go well, um, even with my – got to give yourself more credit, though. You, uh, <laughs> you have done so well with Excel. Ever since I started showing you this, now you're doing – you're making all these crazy data tables now. So – I'm proud of you oh, for yeah. listening a little bit to me. I do my best. Um, I do have a degree in economics, so that helps a little bit. But, uh, you know, with all the concussions that I've had, a lot of that got lost. So having to relearn it and, and thank you, again, like, like I said, thank you, Brian, for, for <laughs> being patient with me as I, as I relearn all the, all the moves. Um, yeah, I, if you, do you want to talk? Let's do you. What has uh, pressure coefficient meant to you so far, and like what have you gotten out of it yourself? I suppose as as we have built this. Uh, I think for for me, it's taking something that I just I don't understand. I don't understand how to rate an offensive line. You talk about all these moves and all. I I don't know what offensive linemen and defensive linemen do. Um, I never played football. Um, I am definitely a numbers person. Um, and so it's taking what you know and your expertise um, and helping translate it into something that I understand. Uh, so it's actually helped me figure out who actually the good offensive line are um, by being able to put some numbers to it. Um, and I know like a lot of these people I have to ask you, like, is, are they actually a good offensive line? And you, you are like, yeah, they are. And I was like, okay, I, I trust you. The number says so, you say so. Okay, so I trust that. Um, so it's made me actually understand offensive line uh, and how important they are just a little bit more. Yeah, when we were we when we were trying to find the right formula to, to spit out what we wanted, uh, obviously we we had a lot of back and forth and uh, which things got weighed more and which things got weighed less and which things got thrown out all together. And the way it spoke to us at the end, right now it looks good. Obviously, there's still some there's still some outliers, and that's normal with data usually maybe not uh, as extreme as some of the ones that I thought, but like I said, it's still a work in progress. But um, so far this year, obviously um, there is, is, there's a very little sample size that we have right now. Um, some few that have stuck out so far, obviously Tampa Bay, that offensive line is, is doing amazing. Um, everyone is healthy up there. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is taking that next step forward. Donovan Smith has actually played really well so far this year, uh, which is good to see because some of his play in years past was a little bit questionable. Um, let's see here. The Rams was another one of them. And um, oh, there was another one I, I I know that Brian had mentioned. Um, oh, it was crazy. Uh, Cowboys. Dallas, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and which is which is a little bit surprising because Lyle Collins has been out, but um, but Terrence Steele has has played really well in his absence. And we we saw last year him basically be a turnstile, and I think uh, he put a lot of work in this offseason to to correct a lot of that. Which credit to him, kudos, man. Um, that's never tough to to look like what those backup tackles did last year. And I mean, we, everyone saw it. That wasn't just me. That was I mean, I'm sure. 
even yourself who doesn't never played football saw how bad that whole offense was because of missing Tyron Smith and missing Lyle Collins and um, Zach Martin having to play right tackle and, and yada, yada, yada. Brad, on Brad I'm, a, I'm a Florida State fan. I know what a bad offensive line looks like. <laughs> so um, I know what a bad one looks that. like. All right. So so you know how bad Dallas was last year. Um, and Terrence Steele was a part of that. And he, Like I said, he has done incredible so far this year. Um, Zach Martin missed the game due to COVID. He's now back. Um, and oh, Connor McGovern actually played a really good game when when he when Zach Martin was out, which um, is really promising. They have chose not to start him at left guard. Um, Connor Williams has taken that, and, and Tyler Biotish is 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 improving as a center, um, which is good to see because obviously last year without Travis Frederick. Um, there, that center position kind of struggled with Joe Looney and, and Biotis rotating a little bit. Um, Joe Looney, obviously, out of the NFL now, is for he retired from the Cowboys, but um, but it's nice to see Biotis, a Wisconsin alumni like Frederick, kind of step into those shoes and, and go forward. Um, now, as we kind of build these things, obviously, um, injuries take over. And we see some things kind of fall to the wayside as, as those data points get built. Um, some of those injuries this week, um, and I'll, I'll let Brian talk to a little bit of, of the, the actual fantasy relevant players here in a little bit, but um, Elgin Jenkins for the Packers just got ruled out. Um, I think they'll move Billy Turner over to the left side. He's been playing right tackle. He played, he played left tackle in the conference uh, finals last year, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, they did sign Dennis Kelly from the Titans, who started all 16 games last year. He'll play right tackle. Um, the interior line is very young, but they've molded pretty well so far this year. Royce Newman has, has shown out. Um, Xavier Suofilo is uh, is doubtful for the Bengals, um, which is it's, that might be a rough one with them playing Pittsburgh. Um Cam Hayward has had a really good start to the year. And if if without Xavier Suofilo, they'll be starting Jackson Carman, who they took in the second round. Obviously, second round pick, he should be good. But, I mean, he hasn't broken through yet. I don't know why he's he's not there quite yet. But uh, I feel like they could have gone some different options with that. But, you know, I think that's a different conversation for a different time. <laughs> if we want to keep this one short. Um so in, in the, the good news for them is that T.J. Watt has been ruled out. So uh, they catch a break there, but they still get the likes of Cam Hayward on the inside. Um, and Melvin Ingram, who's actually played really well for them on the edge so far as well, um, coming over from, from Los Angeles. Um, now, T. Higgins, has T. Higgins, do you know if T. Higgins has been ruled out quite yet? I know uh, he I was doubtful. doubtful. I don't know. All the Schaffner bombs are coming through right now. Um, That's so see, not, I'll let you go. I'm not sure, um, but either way, um, I don't know what to think of all the res- the receivers for uh, Cincinnati. They have been limiting Joe Burrow. He has such a low uh, neutral script pass rate. I think he has the lowest in the league, um, and that does come the Joe or not Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon had that monster uh, game that first week. Like, did he have like 30 rushes or something like that? Um, something crazy. Um, yeah. yeah insane workload. Maybe 30 touches, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, they're obviously limiting Burrow. Um, but obviously coming off of the injury, it's, it's scary that um, Burrow might be just a little bit more exposed. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of fade away from Bur- playing Burrow too much or having him throw too much. I'm um, trying to rely on the run game again. Yeah. He had, he had, Mixon had 33 touches week one. Um, against uh, well, that was a a shaky Minnesota defense. I think uh, Daniel Hunter did not play as much as last week. Who, woo, that man had a lot of time near the quarterback last week. Um, now, um, as far as T Higgins goes, this is kind of one of our one of my um, you call them process plays for prize picks. Um, one of, one of the things that's actually been keeping me kind of in line this so far this year is, um, is, is 
talking with Brian about prize picks. And uh, that's one of our, our partnerships that we have over the Undroppables, um, along with um, along with Underdog. And um, the promo code for prize picks is UND. You get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars, and um, it's just player props. And we do. I mean, as fantasy football people, we do those all the time. And um, and he has built this system that he likes, and it, it's been good, pretty good so far. Um, a little rocky week two last week, but we're going to throw that one out due to variance. I think um, it was just a week one did really well. Yeah. But week two, um, I, I posted a GIF about it, and it was just the way she goes uh, from Trailer Park Boys, if you're familiar with that. Um, but yeah, week two for me, and, and I know I think Brian as well, it was just the way she goes. But yeah. um, if T Higgins is out, one of the one of my favorite lines is uh, it might it might have changed by now, but Jamar Chase, um, his line on Prize Picks was four point five receptions. Um, I think they will need to throw the ball in order to beat Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know if uh, if they'll be able to run as effectively, especially with Suofilo out um, against that Pittsburgh defense. They are only allowing 2.86 adjusted line yards per carry, um, which is is insanely good. Um, and let me pull up Cincinnati here again. Cincinnati is doing pretty well so far to start the year, but I think a lot of that is, again, bolstered by um, bolstered by Joe Mixon's week one uh, in that small sample size. So That was also an um, overtime game, too. You can't forget those extra stats true. there. Yeah. Um, can't discredit that. I mean, I know, um, I know, yeah, this, those, those overtime games, you, you never really think about those until, uh, until those extra stats get added in there. That, uh, that man just kind of throws things off a little bit. Um, yep. um, just another one, like, kind of like the Tampa Bay in the Rams game where I'm not, I'm fading the, the Rams running backs because, because of the Tampa Bay defense, but um, let's as as far as that Jamar Chase line, I'm I'm going over on that four and a half line. Um, he's he's one of my process plays so far. Um, so they have updated it to five. Unfortunately, they, they did. Have, yeah, which they we've talked about. They put these. They put the most sports books put the numbers on the half, so you can either go over or under, um, just in case, so people know. Uh, but prize picks, um, just to protect them a little bit, they put a lot of these uh, at the the like the whole number. Um, so the line on a lot of the sports books is four and a half, um, with the over fairly heavy favored, uh, and so prize picks just protects themselves a little bit and puts it at five even. Um, and so Boyd and Jamar Chase are at five now. Um, all the sports books I'm looking at favor the over. Um, and we've kind of talked. That's that's a dangerous dangerous uh, play right there. Um, if you do some pick twos, it does and it ties, um, which is what the sports books are kind of expecting. Um, you do get paid out at one and a half. I've gotten my fair share of one and a half payouts. It's a little frustrating, but you still do make money. Um, but yeah, I've been. I've been a lot more hesitant recently. Um, and I think the sports books favor the Tyler Boyd over four and a half, a little bit better than the Jamar chase line now. Really? I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Um, as, as Boyd should see a, a little more in the slot than, than chase, I would assume. Um, yeah. I still like Jamar chase. I still like that line. Um, the five makes me a little hesitant. Uh, we were talking about a different one. That was Austin Eckler, and even five, who I think will have a smash week. I've, I have in a lot of my DraftKings lineups, but um, that five even line just kind of it doesn't sit well with me. It's not one of my favorite things to to do. Um, but let's move on here. Um, I suppose since since that one kind of got kind of got moved on us, uh, it's too bad because I really like that one too. Um, I want to move to. Um, to the Detroit and Baltimore game. Um, one of my, obviously there was some pretty big news that a lot of their defensive linemen um, 
defensive linemen, linebackers, the guys that spend a lot of time together, um, they all are out on the COVID list. One of those names is Brandon Williams, who's their nose tackle. And um, as I try and scroll through my list of injuries here, which is a lot for the beginning of the season. which is It feels like there's a lot of injuries, doesn't there? Yeah. Um, and it, it – like especially with Baltimore, I mean that just sucks. But um, let's see: Justin Matabuque, uh, Brandon Williams, Justin Houston, pass rush. Um, Derek Wolf even is another one that has been ruled out. Um, Ronnie Stanley on the opposite side; he's their left tackle, who's who got ruled out again. Um, Villanueva will start at left tackle again, which is very questionable, um, and. Uh, it just makes things kind of really shaky for them. One of my other favorite lines um, as soon as I heard that was, was I locked in DeAndre Swift over 40.5 rushing yards because of that, um, especially with the way that Sewell has looked on the left side and uh, and Jackson and Ragnow. Um and, and Vitae a little bit in the run game, but their line is – the Lions line, offensive line, has been pretty dominant in the run game so far, which is very exciting to see because and that's just about all they have, right? Um, they got they got the offensive line, Jared Goff, T.J. Hawkinson, and Quintez Cephas, who, I mean, <laughs> as, as I want to cheer for Wisconsin, I mean, Quintez Cephas is, is not anything to write home about. Um, but so far they've been – they're ranked ninth in, in adjusted line yards per carry, 4.46, which is really nice to see for Detroit. I mean, it's something to get excited for, um, at least, um, which is why I liked that DeAndre Swift over 40.5, which is still sitting there, by the way. It still has, has not moved, um, which is very nice to see. Uh, Brandon Williams, Matabukwe out, and Derek Wolf out. I mean, there's still Calais Campbell there, but – I think there's going to be room to run, and uh, as as they get kind of churning in the run game. I mean, Jax Falcone, um, the undrafted podcast, he hosts the undrafted podcast. He always talks about the Patriots winning rock fights last year, and that's basically all the Lions are doing this year is they're trying to win rock fights, and their defense is just a sieve and can't stop running water. So they're behind in all these rock fights, and they can't – get ahead, but um, I still think DeAndre Swift is, is going to smash that over. It, it really only takes one carry for him. Um, as we see him, as we saw him brutally leap Kevin King last week to, uh, to rip Brian's heart out, but um, he's just so athletic. So, so smooth in the open field. Um, like I said, that's just another one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, and yardage, yardage, I feel like, goes more towards us as fantasy players. Like, we know who's going to rack up yards. Uh, the sports books, if we're trying to use them as a predictor like I am, um, they're really good for, like, the single-digit uh, stats, like um, tackles, receptions, um, even touchdowns. Um, when it comes to yardage, there is so much variance when it comes to yardage that we're – as fantasy players, better equipped at seeing those with our eyes um, than looking at the sports books. Um, another one that we've had a decent amount of success with, aside from last week, has been completions as well. Uh, yeah, completions uh, is yeah that one. That one was really good until last last week was just the well, last week was just a weird week. I saw a lot of people comment on that it was just a weird fantasy week, uh, but completions has been pretty consistent throughout the whole time. Um, yes. And, and it's, it's another one that I have kind of liked, um, moving on to the Chicago game. Um, Chicago is playing, oh my God. They're playing the Browns. Chicago's playing the Browns and, um, and it's, it's, it's Justin Fields first start, obviously. So hopefully he gets unleashed. I, I, I hope it's still there. Um, I need to check these a little bit better, but uh, being in Missouri, the app does not work for me. It does. It just displays the screen that I can't get out of. So I have to actually go online to check all these. And, um, and it's, it's led to a little bit of frustration on my part, but Justin Fields over under 
his line is set at 18 and a half completions, which I think is very low um, for him. I mean, we saw him at Ohio State not really use his legs very often, always looking downfield. And I mean, he made up, he might unleash his legs this week um, and and more power to him. But I like that 18 and a half completion. I think that's very low. Um, I smashed the over and that as soon as I saw it and it's still there, it's still sitting at 18 and a half. as, an, as another one of, of, of those process plays that I kind of like is, is those, those actual um, non-yardage props. Um, yeah. I like that too. Um, I like it more than the sports books do. I think the sports books have moved a little bit on it um, where they, they were kind of had it even, but I think this is one of our fantasy takes where I think Justin Fields easily uh, – but. The, the coaching staff there seems to not have – I don't know what mind games are playing with Fields there. Uh, they, I just am not getting the feeling that they have a lot of confidence in him, so that's the only thing that worries me about him when he has been a fantastic prospect. My family is all Ohio State people. I grew up an Ohio State fan, so I've, I've watched a lot of Justin Fields, and it's hard not to be impressed by the guy. And there's no question that he has so much more upside than Dalton. Uh, but I just I, – I'm hesitant that Chicago is not going to let him – See, like he's not going to see his full potential because they're just going to try to hold him back. Um, but yeah, I, I, like, I like the over 18 and a half sports books and process don't. Um, but the one that I'm still seeing is Justin Herbert still listed at 26, and that was my absolute smash of the week. Um, I think I'm I've gone now four of five for my guaranteed locks of the week. Um, and I think Justin Herbert over 26 reception or over 26 completions is easily my going to be a lock of the week tomorrow. Um, which actually leads me to a, in a pretty big um, thing for the the Chargers is that um, Storm Norton is going to be their starting right tackle, and I'm trying to look up and see. Um, Frank Clark is listed as doubtful right now. Chris Jones is questionable. And, and that's basically their pass rush. Um, that's at least a lot of their pass rush. And which, I mean, they're going to have to sit back in coverage in order to stop Herbert then. Um, and if you give him enough time, I mean, even last year, he was insane, insanely good under pressure. Um, so even even with Storm Norton at right tackle, I, I don't think there's any, any doubt that uh, this one, obviously this game is going to have a lot of fireworks. Um, but I think Herbert will be, very well protected, um, especially if Frank Clark is, is going to miss uh, the week here. Um, it's just another one of those those lines that's sitting on the even that I just don't I just don't have a whole lot of sway either way. Well, in my here's opinion. the here's the thing that's going to change you is it's sitting at twenty six. Mm-hmm. All the sports books are sitting at twenty six and a half. Oh, and are still liking the over. So that's one okay. of those. That's one of those where you're like, it's even, but it's even in the wrong direction. It should. It should honestly be at 27. Uh, and I that, don't know why yeah. they haven't corrected it yet. Maybe maybe Prize Picks has just got too much on their plate and they can't quite fix that one. But um, just kind of like they have a they have TJ Watt still sitting out there as a as a sack candidate. Um, just kind of funny. Some of the, some of this stuff on there is kind of funny, but yeah. um, either way, um, let's see here. The other thing, though, um, back to the Justin Fields line. Um, the one the one thing that I did like is that Nagy um, came out and said that they've they've seen things from him that they didn't see in the preseason, which I mean shocks me. I don't know if Nagy was just putting on blinders in the preseason or what, but um, I don't. I don't think Justin Fields has really changed much, but the defensive line for um, for the Browns just isn't getting a whole lot of pressure outside of Miles Garrett, and um, they're they're ranked 25th in adjusted sack rate. They've only had three sacks on the year, which um, it's not very good when they signed Clowney and and with uh, with Miles Garrett over there, but um, but they're also going up against Chicago's offensive line, which is not the cream of the crop, I should say. Um, but Jason Peters is, is playing pretty good, not too bad. 
um, to start the year, at least until he breaks down eventually. Um, I hope he puts it together, but it's just the way things go. I have gone for the last few years for him, I suppose. Um, let's see. Is do you, is there any more of your? Do you have any other locks of the week that you've that you've found uh, prospects yet? The other completion one is Teddy Bridgewater under twenty two. Um, it's the same thing as the Herbert line, um, where I think they went the wrong direction, um, and his line is pretty solidly everywhere, 21 and a half, uh, and the under is favored everywhere. So um, I would, I posted that one yesterday to our Discord, um, just telling people to lock it in, because I think that one might move, and it still hasn't, and it, it should. The price picks, honestly, if they're smart, they might move that. I don't know if they're somehow manipulating my mind by not moving it, um, but I think that Justin Herbert over 26 completions and Teddy Bridgewater under 22 is a pretty surefire guarantee for this weekend. And 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 I think a lot of that has to do with the run game and and, and how um, how a lot of people think that they're just going to dominate in the ground and not have to do much because of their defense as well, keeping Zach Wilson yeah. um, out of the end zone and off the scoreboard. Um, Von Miller, I think uh, I think Chubb was trending to play. Let me get uh, let me get a report on him here really quick. But um, this leads me to another one in this same game. Von Miller on the defensive special teams props. There's some there's some sack lines. Him, uh, I think he's a pretty much lock. He's his his line is half a sack, um, and I I think that one's an easy smash over. Um, Especially if, oh dang it, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on the, I am still over on Von Miller, um, especially with Beckton out. Um, George Fant and Morgan Moses have been able to hold it down a little bit, but I mean Von Miller is just too good. Um, yeah. The unfortunate news is that uh, Chubb underwent surgery a couple days ago on his ankle, is on the IR now. Um, yeah, that, that Broncos defense is taking some hits. Um, both Chubb and Ronald Darby are both on IR now. Yeah, and I mean, it. I mean, it still shows to how good they are, though. Um, yeah. With Simmons and Miller and Sertain, I mean, just those three alone. I mean, they still have a lot more talent outside of that, but, um, but I mean, they've just been stellar so far this year. Um, yeah. Von Miller is able to get enough enough rush by himself without having to need Chubb just shows how good Von Miller is. Um, and like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm lot, I would, if I had any money left that I didn't already bet in the prize picks, I'd be smashing the Von Miller line. And which would you rather smash him over half sack or over two and a half tackles? Cause the process says the over two and a half tackles is a, is a guarantee play. You know, I mean, if the process says to take the tackles, I'd take the tackles, but I mean, I like both. Um, yeah. I'm not really like, um, no, you got to take the, the sacks because I say to take the sacks. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what, that's what the process is for, I think. And, and I mean, we've, we've, we've done very well in the tackle side as well. Uh, yeah, we really have. That's, that's, that's another thing that we've, we've kind of, uh, honed in on as, as far as, um, as our processes, um, we, we talk a lot in, we have a pick em chat or money ball chat and, um, uh, we go back and forth on these in these tackle lines is, and part of the reason why I like to do this show so late in the week is because uh, those defensive line, th those defensive special teams props don't get posted until Saturday midday. Um, I didn't even know they were up until about an hour before the show and, um, and just going through them before the show. And, and some of those are really nice. And the other reason is because of the injuries that, that we see. Um, like like Elgin Jenkins just got ruled out instead of being doubtful and Suofilo, um, et cetera. But um, yeah, but I mean, your process has been so, our process has been so good on tackles so far. Yeah, I mean, I I take the tackles as well. Um, yeah, I think we're hitting um, doing some quick math. I think we're just under ninety percent correct. Yeah. Um, if you take away all the ties, um, we've had like three ties. Um, if you take around that, I mean, you're getting almost nine of every ten picks correct. 
that, that that's a statistical anomaly. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be a statistician to tell you that that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so and I, before we get too far into this, um, in order to get access to our discord, we, you can sign up for our Patreon. There's a couple of different levels. Um, one of the levels gets access to the DFS bets. That's what we call the Moneyball channel. Um, if you sign up for that, you get um, a little bit of Brian and I's banter and um, and in his locks. And um, I post some and of our, my bets as well. Our Sunday tilting too. Yes. Oh, yeah. man, my tilt over Robbie Anderson Thursday night. <laughs> oh, man. I was... I had a lot of money on Robbie Anderson and he just disappointed. I I mean, it, it, it just looks like, it seems like Sam Darnold only has eyes for DJ Moore and, yeah. and like, it's just, it's just shutting out Robbie, um, yeah. which is too bad. I have, I have him in a few places. I started him in, in one spot and it is what it is. Um, you're not going to win them all, I suppose, but oh. like, like, like you always say, you're looking for, the longevity of it in, in the season long plays rather than just week in and week out. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're playing, it, if you're betting on sports for the short term, you're, you're not going to do well um, because you're just going to look at like, just going to look at like what happened with us at week two. I was, I think I was down like 11 units or something, um, which, you know, I was up like almost 20 units. So in the season, um, yeah. so if you look at that one week, you just you're not going to see it. If I look though, I'm still up nine units for the season just through two weeks. Um, so you have to look at the long term, and we're just trying to find a, a small edge. Because if you think about it, on average, uh, you should be picking correct 50% of the time if you did it randomly. It's pretty much just a, a flip of the coin uh, if you're going to get that that uh, prop pick correctly. Uh, so you're really trying to get. My goal is to have to pick every two out of every three for the season. I'm hitting around 60% right now, um, but I wish to be a little higher, but 60% still shows me that I'm better than random, which I hope I am with the amount of time I'm putting into it, I'm better than random. Uh, but the amount of variance you see in such a small sample game like football, it's really hard to uh, get much higher than that. Um, you even look at some of the professional betters um, out there on Twitter and stuff, they're not perfect. Um, they're probably hitting usually close to two out of three or um, 75% of their bets uh, just because it's, it's impossible to be perfect. If you're going for perfection, then you're just going to, you're setting yourself up to fail. And, and I mean, um, and you've done well so far, obviously it's going to take a little bit of time for um, your process to, to hone in and our process, my process to, to meld with yours and, and us to work together so, I mean, like I said, it's just it's, it's a year-long thing rather than just a week two thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as long as we're up on the year, hey, I'm, I'm golden. Um, yeah. I know. Honestly, I'm a, I'm a science guy. So as long as I, like, go through the scientific process of making a process and, like, testing it out, I'm happy because I learned. Um, so I'll just come back stronger next season. Yep. Um, and, and that's a lot of this. All of this is about education as much finding as much knowledge as you can, even just for the players um, and, and using that to your advantage. That's, that's like I said, that's why these player props to us fantasy people is, is so advantageous is because that's what we do. Uh, we just look at fantasy points and, and catches and yards and touchdowns and things like that all, all the time. Um, so it's very easy to, to look at that and say, Oh, I think he's going to smash. Um, but then to look at it from Brian's side, and I suppose that way, um, and, and see the the data side of it uh, and how that's going to work is is a, is a whole nother whole nother realm, I suppose. Um, which is why I'm glad to have Brian on our team because he provides that and then some. Because um, he's not just like he's he he also like I said, it's also about education. Um, he's educated me a lot. And um, and I hope he's educating everyone else, especially with that article that he put out about the prize picks and, and what to play and what not to play, um, how to play the uh, the the power threes and the power fours and uh, all the flex options and, and things like that. I mean, um, 
as much education as you can get on how to play these things is just as important as as the player lines themselves. Yeah, um, I'm gonna hit one of those five by fours eventually. <laughs> that thing is that thing is actually magic. I'm convinced, yeah. um, and I'm going to I'm gonna hit it one of these times. We'll figure it out. Just like just like I have done. Um, I call it the trifecta. You call it a, a three way. But um, my my favorite thing is 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 doing finding three player lines you like, and doing a power two uh, with a combination of of, the, of those three. Um, so, for example, I've talked about um, I've talked about one of the lines that I've done with that this week, and the other two um, is Cole Beasley under four and a half receptions and Brian Edwards over two and a half receptions. And Brian Edwards has helped me before this season, um, albeit in overtime. I won a lot of money on that game, but um, I was very happy. So I'll, I'll ride Brian Edwards again. But so I have I have one power play. To, it's a two-pick power play. Brian Edwards over two and a half. Jamar Chase over four and a half. I have another two-pick power play. Brian Edwards over two and a half. Cole Beasley under four and a half. And I have a third power play for the trifecta or the three-way as over four and a half for Jamar Chase and under four and a half for Cole Beasley. Um, so it's, it's three pit, three power twos as the, with three player props. Um, you saw his name. Um, that Brian Edwards line is a good line. Yeah. I'm probably going to have playing that tomorrow too. Yep. Hopefully that one hasn't moved because I like that one as well. It's still um, two and a half. Yeah. Good. Um, that's that's the that's the tough thing about this too is, is these moves, um, some of them move so often that it's tough to to keep track, um, which I mean good on price picks because they're doing their job, but that's where we still like to find our edge, um, and that's why it's it's nice to keep up with the Discord, to to keep up with those movements too. Um, some things move the day of and you can't you can't keep track of them really. Um, so like I know. You had one line, and um, another guy in our in our in our Discord, our Patreon, um, had a totally different line, and, and you said not to play that one anymore because it wasn't good for the process. Um, yeah, which is really helpful because then you're not just lighting money on fire like I do every week. So, um, Brian, I suppose, do you have any other uh, of your process plays at all for the week, or have you looked um, at any? So. I try and wait as long as possible because my whole thing is I want the market to have as much of an influence. That's what's moving these betting lines. Um, so I just started looking. I have a few tackle ones. Um, so you'll know these too. I think the Von Miller over two and a half. Um, it scares me because he doesn't really get – him getting three tackles is pretty much his ceiling. So you're hoping he gets yeah. three tackles. Um, but I think that's that's a really strong play. Uh, and then Tremaine Edmonds uh, under six and a half tackles is also a really strong one okay. um, that I'd recommend. That makes you more sense. Point out, you pointed out Bobby Wagner. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, last week, like you said, could have been an anomaly, but his line is set at nine. Um, as much as I don't like those even numbers, I mean, Bobby Wagner went nuts last week and he had about 20 tackles. Um, I mean, I think that one's a really good, nice, nice play. Um there's two other sack ones that I like as well. Um, there is Daniil Hunter, who's going against Seattle. Um, Brandon Shell just went on the IR, I believe. And let me look up who they're starting because I don't even know his name. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Their right tackle is Jamarco Jones. Um, and, and, I mean, Daniil Hunter had three sacks himself last week. I have him some – in some IDP leagues, and he scored like 45 points for me. It was crazy. Um, and, I mean, the escapability of Russell Wilson is going to be there, of course, but um, he's just got to get one sack for this to hit. Um, the other one that I really like a lot is Max Crosby going against Miami. He had five quarterback hits last week against Pittsburgh. Obviously, Big Ben is a slow lumbering I'll, – I'll save the superlative, but uh, – Obviously, Max Crosby's been on fire to start the year. Uh, Austin Jackson has not been playing well, just like last year, which is which is painful for me to see because I liked the Miami offensive line and 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 Tua as a whole. Um, but that that line with Max Crosby is just too good not to play. Um, and like I said, those are the three that I would that I would really like 
if I had any money left in prize picks. And the reason I don't is because I live in Missouri and I have to place my bets in Kansas and I work in Kansas, luckily. So I don't have to like drive to Kansas and be a super degenerate and, and go there just to place my bets most of the time. And uh, so I'm going to get mine in a little earlier and, and those, those sack lines don't get posted until pretty late in Saturday. So uh, I miss out on them, but that's what we're here for. We're here to, we're here to try and make you some money. Um, Let's find an excuse to drive over to Kansas. You know, uh, <laughs> there was – so um, the last couple of weeks, I've, like I said, I've been a little under the weather, and that's the reason I haven't been doing these shows as, as much or at all. And um, one Sunday morning, um, my girlfriend is a big – she's big into crafts, and um, obviously – I like coffee. Just about everyone likes coffee. So we went over to a Starbucks in Kansas and I placed some bets and we went to Joanne's, the craft store. <laughs> he toddled around a little bit. So I, I got to fulfill my, fulfill my bets. And I think, um, I think that was the week that I placed all the ones on, on Monday night on that Baltimore um, uh, Raiders game that, uh, that won me a bunch of money. So I was very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's, that could be my excuse is coffee and, Crafts. Um, well, just tell her. Just tell her if you go to Joanne's that you'll half your winnings go to her next trip. So. Oh no, nope. Can't. That's that's feeding into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose. Always got to treat her well, but. Um, I know. I. I mean, it's it, it'd be nice if my winnings were were as good, um, and that's that's we'll get those as we as we get through the year. Um, a couple others that I think I have seen, um, Daniel Sorensen, six and a half tackles. I'm, I'm taking the under on that one. Um, just one of my personal things that I saw and I was scrolling through. Um, let's see. They did pull the, the TJ Watt joke line that they had for the sacks. I just saw that. Um, you had pointed out Cole Holcomb, under seven and a half tackles. Um, yep. I like that one. Um Let's see what else is on here. I think I saw one other one. Um, maybe not. Um, I like to also Buddha Baker under six and a half tackles. Okay. Um, Levanta David has been criminally underrated by prize picks so far this year. His line is at seven and a half. I think that's still a little light um, for me, for my liking. Um Fred Warner, Fred Warner is sitting at seven and a half tackles. I'm taking the over on that one. Um, as a San Francisco linebacker against Green Bay, um, and Monday night I saw Adrian Amos is set at seven and a half, the safety for the Packers. Uh, sorry, that's Sunday night as well. Um, I'm taking the under on that one, and uh, and I just don't see him getting a whole lot. I mean, um, maybe on those underneath short routes to. Uh, to Debo, but that's a that's a lot of tackles for safety. What was um, the line on Amos? Seven and a half. Uh, the process kind of says over. So, well, um, see, and this he, is where he Brian, missed last week. Though he's one of our our few misses, so I might hesitate with him. Um, see, and this is this is where Brian and I go back and forth in the Patreon. And we hash things out a little bit as we as we refine our our process as it melts together um so just another fun thing to 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 support the unrockables and join us in in winning money um but do you have any i suppose we're getting close to an hour here i, I guess um do you have any um closing thoughts words uh advice um i'd say like i said don't just tilt over one week um this is a small sample size sport uh, betting is a small sample size. Like you're just looking at small sample sizes all the whole time. And that's where we're trying to find our edge. Um, so I know after last Sunday, like when I saw that I was just missing everything, uh, it sucked. Like I was just, and it sucked. It, it kind of, I hated it. It ruined my birthday a little bit because my birthday was Monday and I was like, oh, I just, I lost a lot of money on Sunday. Um, but the process is the process for a reason. Um, these sports books, like they're, so much the people behind these these lines are so much smarter than any any of us um so there's usually a method behind these lines 
Um, and so that's why I trust them. Um, and so if you want to not have to go through the work that I put in and the work that Brad puts in, um, join the Discord, join the Patreon, um, and we'll put that work in for you. Um, and hopefully we get back to because we were we were doing well in that preseason in week one. Um, and then Kyle, Kyle drops in every so often, gives us some just guarantees um, in college yeah. football. And then I just throw a random curveball soccer one every in every so often. <laughs> uh, I know we bet we bet baseball one time. Um, I hit I hit I did a I did a power four in that, and I hit three out of the four lines. And um, I think it was Vlad Guerrero Jr. He he put up a big goose egg for me and kind of screwed me out of that. But um, yeah, we yeah, we have a lot of first. I missed my first soccer uh, contest this morning. I was so frustrated. And you were what like you were. Almost, I was six to six. Six out of six, yeah. And so I went, I I don't know, damn Chelsea. I hate Chelsea, so I shouldn't have bet on them. But Well, all right. Um, you can find Brian at BPOFSU on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at BradwireFF as it shows on the screen. Um, as I have for one us, thing I have to say. Yes. I have to say tomorrow, this is football, not football related. I am a huge Arsenal fan. It's my soccer team. Uh, tomorrow is the North London Derby. Uh, fuck Tottenham. Uh, it's our big rival match. Um, we have a famous chant. Uh, what do you think of Tottenham? You reply, shit. What do you think of shit? Uh, Tottenham. And so it's it's worse than Packers, Bears. Um, and so if I'm in a really bad mood tomorrow, you know that uh, Arsenal did not win. All right. Well, we'll just put Brian on mute from here on out then. And, and uh, those are the closing words. Um, Brian, again, is one of our unsung heroes as a data guy, and, and that's another reason why I had him on tonight. So um, thank you on behalf of all of us from the Undroppables, on behalf of Brian and myself. Um, this has been Unsung Heroes Week 3. Um, hopefully it was not a complete mess and that you were able to take something out of this. Um, at the very least, join our Discord. Again, there's a couple different levels in that. Uh, join us in the Moneyball chat. We have a little bit of fun in there. And uh, and as far as tonight goes, hopefully we'll win some money tomorrow. Um, thank you all for joining us. I'm going to hit the exit video, and, and we'll see you next week. See ya.